everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast here on the Teardown Feed. My name is Jeff Luck, and I'm the host for these podcasts where we ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver every week. Up next is Ryan Vargas of JD Motorsports. Thought Ryan had a really compelling interview after he crashed at Pocono a few weeks ago. And really, you know, your heart goes out to him when you see something like that. He was clearly uh, moved in the moment. And I thought, you know what, let's reach out to him, get him on the podcast. I know things aren't going super well for him uh, right now, but, you know, let's give some more insight into who this guy is because I thought people found him kind of fascinating after that. And he's, I've known him for a few years now. He's always working the garage, working hard, um, trying to scrape for every opportunity he can get and really admire uh, all that he's done to get to even the point he is now. So wanted to have him on the podcast. He ended up uh, after we record this finishing 14th in Atlanta, which was a nice, really nice rebound for him after he had um, not been in the car for the road America race following the Pocono crash. So um, hopefully you'll enjoy this interview and here we go with 12 questions with Ryan Vargas. All right, everybody. I'm here with Ryan Vargas and uh, Ryan, first of all, thanks for doing this. I, I appreciate you taking the time. No problem. I, I, I love doing these. When you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? Uh, no. I mean, I'll kind of say like, because I hate talking about myself. So I'll just say I work with cars and stuff like that. Oh, so not even in racing, just to be like with cars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that, that sometimes gets them to be like, just drop it. Yeah, sometimes that gets them to drop it, or sometimes they're like, oh, what do you do? And then I kind of dive in further, so yeah. I, uh, I kind of go along those lines. Okay. Which current NASCAR driver have you known for the longest? Actually, Dale Jr. I really? I met him back in 2018 at this driver seminar. He talked about it recently on a broadcast, but yeah, he's one of the first drivers that I had met. Um, that was when I first came out to North Carolina when I was part of Rev and stuff like that, so um, that's probably the one that I've known, you know, the longest. Yeah. Next to actually, Joey Logano. I remember him saying that he said that you came up to him afterwards and like, you know, we were like, you just said like, tell me whatever I can do to, you know, to better myself or something like that. Yep. And it's, you know, what he told me, you know, is advice I still use to this day. Really? Wow. That's great. Can you describe to us what it feels like to crash in a race car? Uh, it's a little bit, uh, well, for me, it doesn't hurt. You know, you, you don't move around a whole lot. But I mean, really, when I like, for example, when I wrecked that Pocono, my first thought was how much is this going to cost? Mm. So I was more worried about the team and the car uh, than anything else, honestly. Yeah. So you're thinking at that point, the impact has on the team, not the impact has on your body kind of thing. Yeah, I could care less about me. Yeah, gotcha. Do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? I drink a lot of water now. Oh, I stopped drinking a lot of like juices and sodas. Um, like I have a gallon jug out, out in the, on the lunch table out there where I plan on finishing that today. Oh my gosh. So like the people that start out like my new year's resolutions, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to drink all this water and I always drop it. You actually have stuck mm -hmm. with it and you do it. Yeah, I try to do it as much as I can. Um, you know, it's hard to do it every day, but you, you do what you can. And you feel it makes you feel better? Yeah, 
I mean, you, you just, it just kind of like flushes you out. Really. It's kind of like a cleanse almost. Yeah. Okay. What makes you laugh during a race? Um, when something stupid happens, like if someone gets mad, like you could visibly tell when they get upset and they start trying to chase someone down, but then obviously just end up slowing themselves up by doing so. That's something that I'll laugh at. Um, and then sometimes like under red, you'll see like a random fan, like hear them or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Like somebody, you'll hear a comment and you, you'd be like, oh my gosh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what is a quality or skill you envy in other drivers? One thing that I, I I'm very much an emotion type person. I race with a lot of emotion and uh, I definitely envy those that, you know, are able to kind of put that to the side sometimes. Um, I don't race on track with a lot of emotion because you can't, you got to put that out the window, but I let things kind of marinate for a little too long and I got to learn how to get better with that. Okay. So maybe along those lines, um, this is a wild card question. I'm, I'm mixing it up for everybody. Obviously, you know, you, you crash at Pocono and you were obviously heartbroken. Everybody, everybody could see how gut wrenching it was for you. Um, but it seemed like, you know, social media, which is often an awful place really like rallied around you. Um, I was wondering if, if that had any impact in helping you, you know, can Twitter help in in those times? It means a lot. Like I'm still getting people messaging me and, you know, stuff like that and following me and tweeting at me, you know, it, it was actually very surprising the overwhelming response from that interview. Um, because that's really how I felt in the situation. I, I, hate crashing i hate disappointing people and i hate that the race we crashed we had brian lear on the car which made me very upset because it's just you know it's you race with these people that are like family and uh same thing with you know like i said about crashing you know like being a family it's you know we knock the nose off it knock the hood off it all the front off it and i was here monday morning at seven you know to help tear the car down even though, you know, everyone, everyone and their mother is telling me I, there's nothing I could have done on Monday. I'm still going to be able to pick apart 15 different ways. I could have tried to do something different. Um, that's just how I am. Yeah. We're people too, at the end of the day, like I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of really good positive things, but you also do see the negative things. And I've seen a lot of very nasty, nasty, nasty comments towards myself. Um, like they don't, you, you try and brush them off, but there are some that get really personal and you do see that. Um, and I can only imagine what some, what some other drivers see sometimes. So, um, you just got to learn to, you know, grow from it and better yourself. Yeah. Um, so this has obviously become a remote work world. Um, if you were able to relocate to a different state than where the team shop is, uh, where would you want to live? Uh, that's hard. Cause I like North Carolina. <laughs> I don't okay. like any other States. I, um, I don't like anywhere else. I, I enjoy where I'm at. I'm, I, it's hard to decide. I mean, if, if I had to move, it would probably be, probably be Nevada. Hmm. That'd be probably the other one that I'd go to just cause the lack of humidity, like, yeah, it gets hot, but it's also just a little bit better out there. Gotcha. Um, what is an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're comfortable sharing with us now? 
Um, I would say right away, the late race spin, I had a Darlington. I was really spun out in that race because I got, I mean, I, I mean, we were running decent. We had ourselves a really good car that day. And uh, I got flat drove through by Ty Gibbs. Um, and I talked to him after this. We're cool about it. Like I, I told him, I said, dude, come on. Like you're faster than me. <laughs> find a way through. Um, so I was already spun out. We were running probably 16, 17th at the time. And all it dropped all the way back to like 27th. And mm-hmm. uh, I was racing with JJ Yaley and I got into the corner into turn one and it was a very optimistic move. And we all know how that worked out. I spun and I, I never do that in these cars. I, I never try and go for optimistic passes. Um, but in that moment, I thought I could have it. But with the way Darlington works is if you can get here at the start finish line, nine times out of 10, that car on the outside is going to come back to here. And sure enough, by the time I got to turn one, he was here on me. And I was already so far up, it was hard to back out. And uh, uh, when you're side by side earning one like that, it's, you know, it's possible, but it is definitely hard to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And I hate that I spun out a race car. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting mental approach that you have to take in these cars, obviously, that, you know, you don't, I don't, even me, I don't always think about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone were to hand you an envelope, and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career win. Would you want to open it? Um, probably, honestly, because it would tell me I've won a race. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would tell me that I've won a race and it would, uh, let me know kind of like where my, uh, career would go. So I'd say that probably, I'd probably open it. Okay. Yeah. You'd have a lot of answers after that, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you achieved your childhood dream? Have I achieved my childhood dream? Um, yeah, I've surpassed it. I didn't think I'd make it this far hmm. at all. Um, the fact I'm at this point is pretty gnarly. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm very glad to be here. Um, you know, it's definitely one of the most challenging things I've taken in my life. It's probably one of the most um, demanding you know, you know, physically, emotionally, it just takes a lot. It takes everything you have to be at this point. And, uh, I mean, you look at the end of 2018, I was washed up already. I I thought I was done. So the fact I'm here at this point, still racing, um, means a lot. And it means a lot that I have so many people that have to support me and back me. Uh, And I have sponsors that, you know, believe in me and want to keep me in race cars because, Without that, I wouldn't be in race cars. If I'm being honest, I was supposed to be done racing at the end of 2017. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Each week, I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. And uh, the last interview was with Matt Benedetto. And I told him it was you. And he said, you know what? I'm going to, I want to ask him a random question. So his question is, uh, what is your favorite food to cook or grill? To cook or grill? Well, obviously chicken nuggets. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go home and if there's some good chicken nuggets in the freezer. I'll heat them up and enjoy. Um, but, um, I prefer to just get them from the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the work out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I don't, I, where did the chicken nugget obsession come from? Like I see it on your social media. Like have you just always been a major chicken nugget guy. Is it more always. recent? Always, always, always have been. That was my go-to thing growing up. 
Um, so that's definitely a, a, a big part of it. Um, I don't know who the next interview is going to be with yet, but um, do you want to give a question for the next guy or do you want me to come back to you when um, I know who it'll be? Yeah, just come back to me. I'd say let's just come back to me. That way I can maybe come up with something pretty cool. All right, everybody, there you have it. And again, I don't know who the next interview is with. In fact, um, I believe we're going to take a two-week hiatus now on the 12 questions interviews. I think that's the plan as NASCAR is going to take a two week break for the Olympics and motorsports in general in the United States are going to get a little bit quieter for a while. IndyCar is also off. Um, SRX is wrapped up um, this Saturday night coming up. So it's going to get a little quiet during the Olympics and I'm going to go on vacation as well to take advantage during that time after a busy start to the season. So uh, we'll be back, though, of course. And if you would like to subscribe to The Athletic in the meantime to read any of the Olympics coverage or the motorsports coverage or anything from any sport, you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions and see the latest deal. So until then, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.